amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Praise God. Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Chaylon. Brothers and sisters, this is the day that the Lord hath made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Brothers and sisters, I have one thing to proclaim this morning, and that is that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over everything. Everybody in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. I decided this morning that I was just going to come on the timeline without any music. Just open up and say, good morning, good morning, good morning. Father God, as we come before you this morning, in the name of Jesus, in the name that is above every name. Lord God, in my heart this morning, I feel gratitude. I feel gratitude toward you. And I feel so thankful. I am so thankful this morning. Lord God, I realize how wonderfully blessed I am to know you. I feel so wonderfully blessed that I can't even express the level of gratitude that I feel towards you this morning. Lord God, it is such a blessing to me to have had an opportunity sit down and read some of the notes, some of the emails, some of the letters from your people to me and to this tagline ministry. So God, this morning, I just want to say thank you, thank you. And I just want to give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, and all the gratitude. Just want to say I'm thankful because, Lord God, I realize the only thing I'm entitled to is salvation, and that comes by faith in you. So this morning, 
express gratitude and thanksgiving to you, God. And I want to say that I acknowledge you this morning as Lord of Lords, King of Kings, our Father, in heaven, on earth, under the earth, sovereign and supreme. In Jesus' name, this morning, by the power of your own Holy Spirit, resident in me, as an act of my will, as an act of my will, I submit my will to you, Lord God, and I say, not my will, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Kevin, today, by it being... um. Friday, Friday. I want to. I just want to share something. Yesterday, you know, I asked you to pray because somebody was coming back, and Lucifer had somehow manifested his name and and the name of a demon too. And it was a real name of a real demon. And so I got to tell you something. I am not proud of this, but it happens. You see, when you meet people, you meet them under whatever circumstances you meet them under. But when you sit down to to minister, especially any type of spiritual ministry, then you really meet them. Because it is then that you find out what's in that person. And I don't care how cute they are. I don't care how beautiful they are. I don't care how ugly they are. Coming from their soul. And it is what that comes from their soul that matters the most. And I understand God says that man looks at the outward appearance. But he not only looks at your heart and my heart, He examines our hearts. So whenever I go to minister to anybody, the first thing I acknowledge is I got a mystery in front of me. I don't I don't even ask God and I'm gonna tell you why I don't ask God show me what's in the person or anything like that. The reason I don't do that is because I know that when I look, I'm looking through my own eyes. And I'm going to filter it through my own sin, my own circumstances. But I know I'm not going to, I know that I'm not going to get the real picture. So, so what you do, how you, what you looking for? I just wait for God. Because 
the enemy of our soul. And I've been dealing with this a couple of about a couple of months now with different people. He can paint you any facade. Somebody look up the definition of the word facade. I want I want I want us all to be on the same page. But he can paint you any picture of any facade that he wants to. And because God is steadily making us, grooming us, growing us, God will allow that thing to stand in front of you. I don't know who this is. So what I'm going to do is uh, facade an outward appearance that is maintained to conceal a less pleasant or credible reality. Jose posted that, and then he he put an example from the dictionary, I guess. Her flawless public facade masks private despair. So, when you facade an artificial or deceptive front, good, good word, good definition, they're actual. So generally, I just wait on God. You know, I just learn to wait because no matter what is going on, and no matter who it is, you see, it is God that calls demons and and, and evil spirits to judgment. I don't care how great a deliverance minister you think you might be. If God has not called those spirits to judgment, you can't move them. And it is God who is the deliverer. So I'm sorry to say yesterday, I had to ask them to leave. But you see, this is what I said. I paid for their hotel room because I didn't want them to have no 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 hindrance. I said, you go back over to the hotel and rest. And rest. And I'm going to tell you why. And then they said, we're leaving. I said, okay. Leave. Leave. So then, you know, I told you guys, I'm not fully delivered. God is still working on me. So then, I hate to say it, I said, go to the hotel. And this has happened twice. So now I've got to make it a rule. If you come here and you can't follow my plan, I will ask you to leave because you wasted time. So 
I had to ask them to leave. And let me tell you why. I did not do what he wanted me to do. In other words, he was not able to run the deliverance. He was not able to control. He became agitated. He wanted a spirit to manifest through him and talk and do crazy and, you know, all that wild stuff. It didn't happen. And I told him, I said, God's not going to deliver you like that. But you see, he had a mindset that his deliverance is going to come this way. And nothing could move that. We had another mindset. And uh, I have run many, many drug rehab programs, many. I used to specialize in getting people free from drugs in 72 hours also. But that would require a dry fast, and I had the facility to do it. Brothers and sisters. I did not know, and, and, and that's why I love deliverance because I learned something every day too. I did not know that the person who came here used to be a ghost hunter, a paranormal hunter. And the reason they were seeing all these demons and all this stuff is because they asked for them. When they were now, we understand this was done through the spirit of ignorance. Nevertheless, once you do it, it has to be undone. There was a point in this person's life when they were a, quote, paranormal investigator. And they called all these demons up. Problem became, they called them up and they didn't know how to get rid of them. They called them up and they came to stay and they came to torment the hell out of this person. So then they get saved. And I never really, really, you know, uh, understand. I mean, I've take I've cast demons out of paranormal investigators, especially over there back in Kentucky and um, Southern Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, West Virginia. I cast a lot of demons out of a lot of paranormal investigators who are now spirit-filled believers, but. You can't help anybody who won't or can't understand the workings of the spiritual realm and just jump into it thinking you can jump in and out. Now, I, I, I ask myself, 
I say, God, now where did I go wrong with this? I said, because obviously you're getting ready to send me a whole bunch of, again, former paranormal investigators. He said, well, what did you do then? I said, then I immediately got him saved, got him filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and brought him to Jesus. He said, but you didn't you, you didn't didn't do that. I said, because I went, I mean I didn't know, number one. And you know what else? He never would have told me. He never would have told me had his wife not been with him. And had his wife not been that woman received something. Never with the whole family. It's the dad I'm talking about. That wife of his received Jesus. She needs more faith and she asked God for more faith. But she received Jesus. And she received what was already in her destiny to be. Because she had a grandma who was a Catholic. Full of faith. Now, that's the one thing I really like about Catholics, if you get a real Catholic. They know faith, and they believe in miracles. I mean, how could they not? So as a little girl, her grandma kept pumping faith into her. Now, she went a lot of different directions. But when she came here, and we talked, she genuinely receive what she needed to help him and be his helpmate. And he said, he said, she's really my soulmate. This is wife he talked about. And the enemy had really set up a plan to destroy both of them before they could get to God. But brothers and sisters, if you have had any type of ghost hunting, paranormal, willfully going in, hunting up ghosts, demons, you must repent of that. And you must call it sin like what it is. It's in. And you must break the stronghold that you made when you went into the devil's territory looking for him. It doesn't work. I saw as he was sitting in the sanctuary. He doesn't even know. He tranced out. He completely tranced out. And it was over then. It's a teaching line. And I pray everybody come on that comes on here learns something. But when I said to him, go over to the hotel, lay down. Because he had that controlling spirit, 
He said, we're leaving. We were leaving anyway. I said, oh, well, you should have told me. You cannot come here expecting to receive anything from God if you think you're going to tell God how you're going to get it. If you think you're going to tell God, you got 22 hours to do this. God will let you have your 22 and send you packing. And I don't like it because I don't like control. You can't come in somebody else's ministry and tell them how to run it. Tell them, number one, you can't come in somebody else's ministry. Number one is disrespectful. Even as bad as you hurting, as bad as God want to, it doesn't work like that. And and so what am I what am I looking at now? Because I I sat here. And from the time they left, and I said, God, you know, show me so this won't have to happen again. He said, well, why did you, um, he said, why did you become disturbed? I said, I became disturbed because he was sitting there trying to get me to come into agreement with Lucifer trying to get me to come into agreement with Satan. He was so determined and stubborn that he was going to make me do what he needed done no matter what you said, God. So that's right. He said, will that ever work? I said, nope. He said, but I wanted you to see and I wanted you to engage in the battle. And I wanted you to see that I was giving him every opportunity. Every opportunity. And so I said, well, what happened? He said, and this really happened. He kept saying, I can't remember. I can't remember. Now, we know. And God would give me tidbits. And he would say, no, that didn't happen. And his wife would say, uh, it did happen. Don't you remember? But he had no conscious memory of it. You know why? Because he used to, thank God he isn't anymore. He used to be on drugs. And the drugs have wiped out. A lot of people don't understand. It caused you to lose um, cells in your brain. And especially if they put you on them psychotropic drugs. And I've been dealing with this all month. People have been coming in here, uh, coming off of Zantac and Zoloft and stuff like that. You get a birthday free from psychotropic drugs. But you just have to go at it a different way. And, and because I have an assessment, I have a 20, 32-page assessment, but I put it up. Just like this morning, I didn't put on any music because you do something a long time, it becomes a habit, it becomes a ritual. It becomes, oh, yeah, well, I know they're going to do this, so just wait. So this morning, I said, okay, God, no music this morning. I don't need the music. I play the music because I like it. But what is important is your word and 
your teaching. I want you to learn from this experience, and I hope that he's listening. Because he left out of here angry. Because I would not do. And he, and he said, he said, you said my family would be saved. And, and they were, but not him. Because, you see, when God says repent and change, a lot of stuff, you don't have to tell the deliverance minister, you don't have to tell the counselor, you don't have to tell the person praying for you, but you got to tell yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. You, and then and then it helps if you can be honest with the deliverance minister because brothers and sisters, you know why he is not completely free today? It's only, it was only one word. It was only one thing that was stopping him. It was only one thing. And that's the same thing that got... You know, that the devil had a problem with pride. Pride. P-R-I-D-E. He didn't have no problem telling me what he used to be, how he used to be on the drugs. But this one issue, one issue, you want to say part of it and hide part of it. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. It's not going to work. Because see, like I said, one day you're going to stand before God and you ain't going to be able to hide what is true. You're not going to be able to say, God, you know, I, I gave you this part here, but, uh, but, uh, but, um, but uh, well, you already know. Pride. 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 I'm ashamed that this happened to me. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I just can't because, because I locked it down. I locked it down. And 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 there's another thing that will stop you from being delivered. And that's called the blame game. It was this one's fault. It was that one's other one's fault. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to stand up. Just like I told you, I am not fully delivered. I wouldn't tell anybody that lie. That's why I tell you all the time, I'm working on it just like you. I want to go to heaven, but I want to experience heaven on earth too. Your pride will sink you. Your pride will stand in between you and God. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a good pride and a healthy pride, but there's a demonic and devilish pride as well. And the one I'm talking about is the demonic and the devilish one who has a job to do. All demons have a job to do. And basically it's keep you from Christ. 
keep you from the blessings of God. Pride. Pride. Do as I say do and not as I do. I'm going to, I don't think I have anybody else scheduled to come here again. I'm not going to schedule, unless it's an emergency. But I want to sit down and I want to write like a one, two, three, four, five. I want to, I want to take my old assessment. And I want to scratch it. And I want to write an effective assessment that will work with God. What do I mean by work with God? You see, when a person leaves their home to come here, or when a person makes a sacrifice to get up and get on the deadline, Basically, that's all the faith they need to receive from God. That, that, that They are exercising faith. And I want to be able to meet them at that point of faith, at that level. But I know that there's some things I have to take them through to get them to Christ, to get them to have some understanding before they can even receive uh, the next whatever they need to receive from God. That absolutely, positively has to be done. It has to be done. And I realize it more today than any other day or any other time in my life. Because Yesterday, I received a phone call from a, quote, movie star. And this, quote, movie star, or whatever you call them, artist, entertainer, says, well, I heard about your ministry from this minister. That I know. Well, I don't really know the minister, but my parents do. I said, okay. Can you help me? I said, how do I know? I don't even know you. This could be uh, uh, one of them um, prank calls. I don't know you, and you don't know me. How are you going to ask me if I can help you, and we don't even know each other? So they said, hmm. I said, well, what do you need? What, what are you calling me for? Because I'm thinking, I'm really thinking. And I'm thinking, and God had somebody call me up in need of just what I'm thinking about. And this person said, I'm on husband number three, and I'm not happy. I said, well, I said, maybe you picked poor choices. I don't know. They laughed. And they said, well, that's obvious. (laughs) 
well, that's just common sense, you know. So then they said, I know something is wrong, and it's been wrong with me all my life. Now, you see what God is doing. He's giving me a reward, and he's letting me know you're still in my perfect will. You did the right thing, and it's all, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring this all the way around. I said, okay. And uh, so then they said, you live in Atlanta. I said, well, where you live? They said, well, I work. I work in the, what they say, I work in L.A., but I live in Nevada. That's what they said. I said, how you do that? They said, I have a helicopter. I said, oh, okay. I said, so what, what do you, what are you calling me for? And they said, I don't really know. But this minister told my parents that I need to talk to you, and I always obey my parents. I said, you do? I said, yeah. They said, I wouldn't even have a career if it wasn't for my parents. I said, oh. I said, so explain that to me. They said, well, I was like a lot of other my friends. I was raised in, in the church. I said, what kind? They said, Assemblies of God. I said, okay. That's good. I said, so you had a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they said, you know what? They said, I used to. I said, so, oh, you think God left you, huh? And they said, no. That God didn't ever leave me. He said, I love him. I said, you know that? He said, yeah. And then the person started crying. I said, well, why did you leave God? And this is what they said. I don't believe, at least I didn't believe, I would be where I am today if I had followed God and followed my parents and not gone my own way. I said, you really believe that? They said, yeah. They said, I know it. And so I said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, the first thing you got to do you got to come back to God. I said, are you ready to do that? They said, no. (laughs) They said, no. I said, no. (laughs) They said, no. They said, but maybe you can help me find him. Then maybe I would believe that he would take me back. I said, not a problem. Call me up in three, four days. I said, and if you're still living that long, I help you. They said, what? <laughs> and then they bust out laughing. And I was laughing too because only different, I was laughing, but they didn't know I'm dead serious. Or live serious. I said, yeah. Maybe if you're still alive, 
call me back then. And I'll see if I can fit you in. <laughs> and then they say, well, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I said, what are we waiting for? They said, don't hang up. I said, why not? You know you're away from God. You don't want to come back to him. But on your terms. I said, you're talking to the wrong person. I ain't got no time to fool with you. And they said, can you, can you at least, before you hang up, pray for me? I said, no. I said, there's only one prayer I can pray for you. And that is the prayer of a backslider sliding back to God now. Because you might die between now and midnight. And I might die between now and midnight. And God's going to ask me, why didn't I lead you to him when I had an opportunity? I said, now, how about this? You accept God back in your life? And we're still talking two or three days. Are you ready? And I led this entertaining person back to Christ. And I said to this entertainer, I said, no, it doesn't matter. If I die or if you die, we know where we're going to spend eternity. And you have been reconnected with God. I said, now, this is what I want you to do. I said, I want you to enter into a three-day fast. Do you know how to fast? And then they said, well, I fast all the time because I have to keep my weight. I said, I'm talking about afflicting your soul to God so that the Holy Spirit, which I, I said, I know you have the assembly to God. She said, yeah. I said, well, now the Holy Spirit needs to take precedence. I led them to God. Got them on a three-day fast. Brothers and sisters, I slept good last night. Lucifer, Satan, whoever it was, did not, was not able to transfer in my soul. It was not able to sway me one bit toward the devil. It ain't going to happen. But it didn't happen because of, of, of one reason. It is not my will. It is not my will. It is not my will to have any affiliation with Satan, Lucifer, devil, demon. That is not my will. That's my job. My will is to serve God. My will, my will is to help Increase and usher in the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. So all of you that pray for me, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Count one for Jesus. Count one for Jesus. The devil is subtle. 
The devil's wiles and tricks are subtle. If you confess in Jesus as your Lord, mention your Lord. Like I said, I don't care about Lucifer. Lucifer, in John chapter 10, Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning. What agreement do I have? With a fallen angel. None. None. Brothers and sisters, you cannot go. You cannot let the devil trick you with pride. You cannot let the devil trick you with a demon. Demons are not supposed to live or be able to abide in the temple of God, whose body his temple is. I'm telling you, you better stop letting the devil trick you. The devil was going to trick me. I think, oh, Erica doesn't know what she's doing. She didn't deal with Lucifer. Let me tell you something. I deal with Lucifer on my knees. Just like I deal with Satan on my knees. And just like God deals with me on my knees. Yay! Yay, God! Thank you, Jesus. When the devil tries to trick you, God will instrument his plan for the person who was supposed to receive that blessing. And God never lets his blessings go to waste. Never. He never allows his compassion to go to waste. Never. He never allows his love to go to waste. Because his love is for the wasted. God said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Where did he fall to, sir? What does he do? What he what he's saying, Joe? He goes to and forth from the earth. What Jesus said? He prowls around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I'm not going out like that. Not like that. Devoured by no lion. Uh Uh-uh. You know why? Because I read the book. And I read that they call Jesus the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. That's the only roar 
That's the only word that means anything to me. The word of the lions of the tribe of Judah. Word. I know who the big cat is. Why am I going to be afraid of a pussycat? The lion of the tribe of Judah manifests in the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The world, the world is the power of God's own Holy Ghost. Words don't matter to me. The word, the word made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of God, full, full of grace and truth. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to teach you about devils and demons. Not because I want to exalt them, but because you've got to be able to see your enemy any and every way that he manifests. Any and every way that he comes at you knowing, knowing that that same world, that world of the lion of the tribe of Judah is in you. It's in me, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah! It is time for the world to be manifested in you. The world of the lion of the tribe of Judah. God, I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. God can teach you and me. Keep yourself teachable. God is yet teaching us. God is yet making us. Don't let the devil trick you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your heart toward Jesus. And brothers and sisters, it is hard time. It is hard time for you to gird up your loins. Gird up your loins. 
and run. 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 As the lion of the tribe of Judah. Yay, God, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow, Tedline. Roaring. 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 In Holy Ghost boldness. In Holy Ghost boldness. In Holy Ghost boldness. Stand up straight. Breathe and let your breath become a roar. In Jesus' name, I'll see you tomorrow. Pastor Michael Vasica, I think. No, me. 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 Pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. With the Lucky Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.